I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy E. We back for another week, another episode of It's Too Real, the podcast. Hope y'all doing well out there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hope everybody out here in Toronto, Canada, wherever you are, had a great Victoria Day. You know, and a, and a long weekend, you know what I mean? I seen a, um, a couple on CB24 DUIs, you know what I mean? That happens every year, though. You know, niggas don't know how to act. Now, let, me, let, let me not say niggas. I mean, people don't know how to act when it's holidays and long weekends, so... You know what I mean? That's expected. Uh, the Queen and them, they've been reigning out here, bro. Like, no matter what, the English Empire is the most, man, that's the most dominant empire. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know about the Chinese Empire and all that, but the English Empire will be here forever, man. Like, Victoria Day still getting celebrated. Um, she's still on the Canadian money. You know what I mean? They still have a lot of influence, even in Nigeria. You know what I mean? Some Some of the streets, some of the places... Are, are all named off of this shit and um you know so they were raining all weekend because um the royal the royal wedding went down prince harry married Meghan markle and it it was a big thing right you know what i'm saying it was a really big thing um you know because there's only so many princes and, and whatever and but it sparked a big debate you know what i'm saying because a lot of people were um a lot of people were feeling empowered by the fact that Meghan Markle, who's half black, was marrying into the royal family. Um it was it, it was it was a it was a it was a real crazy, crazy weekend, crazy debate. I mean, because first of all, it was never that serious for me to wake up in the morning, especially because this is English time, which is five hours ahead of us, Eastern time, um where we are, where I am. So I was never waking up that early. I only do that for soccer games that are really big, you know what I'm saying? I'm never going to just jump up at like 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning to watch the royal wedding. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I let them do them, you know what I mean? But when I woke up, it was like a big debate, you know what I mean? The Shade Room um, had posted some stuff. And people were saying that they were happy that a black woman married into the royal family. Like, it's a big deal that this is a black woman. We've, we've come so far now. And it was just kind of like... There was a side of people that I agreed with where it was like, yo, just chill, what do you mean? Like I understand that this is um this is this is this is new territory and, and this is something new that's happening, but it, it, it doesn't change history and it doesn't it's not even gonna change the future. It's not even like Obama winning winning the presidential election because that was the first black president, first black president to so we were just thinking he would do a lot of things because he actually is the ruler and the, the head chief for eight years of the most powerful nation in the world. So that's actually something to celebrate because the reins of a country gave you their power. So to Obama, it was like, yo, they're letting a black man have all this power. You know what I'm saying? So it was like one of those, we're thinking we're going to get reparations. Not we, but the Ameri black American people are thinking there's going to be reparations and you know a lot of people are going to be released from jail. He Obama did did a few things, but... He definitely didn't do what black people expected him to do. And, you know, it, it, what what black people expected Obama to do was probably not realistic. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, it's different. But as far as Meghan Markle being married into the royal family, it's not like the queen, he's Prince Harry is going to be the king and send off, you know what I mean, send off some shit like, oh, basically, so she's going to be the queen and have the, the power and have the king's arm and king's ear to do things for people in the, the UK as far as the minorities and the black people. It's not changing nothing, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't change the history of all the shit that they're celebrating was built. Like, how many slaves was out there in England? How many slaves was here in Canada and, and, and America where this whole English empire was ruling, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, she married into the family, but it's like it, it don't mean nothing, you know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to get into no conspiracy theories, but we all know the story of Dodi, Dodi Al-Fayed and, you know, Princess Diana, the... The prince's mother, I mean, she died. She was having an affair with um, the, the the wealthy Dodi Al Fayed from from Egypt. You know what I'm saying? And you know the whole thing about they they didn't want the princes to have a half brother who was 
half black, you know. But it is what it is, man. I don't think that this is something to be celebrated. It's just two people being in love and getting married. Um, we'll see if it lasts, you know what I mean? See how this thing goes. But it's nothing to say that this is a this is vindication and this is something for black people to all celebrate because I don't think it is, you know what I'm saying? Unless all members of that family and, and their wives and the house of all their houses and all this stuff die and she's the last person standing then she'd be the most powerful person on on that side of the world you know what i'm saying but <laughs> until then man that ain't gonna happen the queen the queen the, the queen basically just this was a trade-off you know what i'm saying she's like yo honestly because i'm sure harry and you know harry was a rebel you know what i'm saying so you know i'm sure the queen they, they were just like yo you gonna you gonna back off and let me marry who i want to marry because you know what i mean we know all the secrets and we know what you did you know what i'm saying so it is what it is, man. Um, I just don't think black people should be celebrating like that. We should find other things to celebrate. This isn't this there's no justice and vindication in this one. Uh we, we gotta find better better trophies um to hold up, you know what I'm saying? But that was that, that was basically, you know what I mean, that was just I only started speaking about that is because of Victoria Day. Um and I don't know, I always remember Victoria Day being on the twenty fourth, you know what I mean? I always remember it being May two four. I always remember that, but I guess not this year. Um but yeah, this Victoria, this long weekend, I was in the casino for two days, man. And I don't know, I, I'm not I don't think I'll be going back for a while. And it's just like I don't know, but casino it's a great place, man. Like and I you gotta be super rich to be there. I understand why rich people are, are at the casino. Like I definitely do. But it ain't for your average nigga, man. And he, I, I learned that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. You know what I mean, because the thing about it is, man, it's really fun. You know what I'm saying? And I was there for for the first day, and and the first day you always you always win. You know, for some reason that's the, I guess that's my little luck. And like, I'm this my like my fifth time ever going to a casino my whole life, but. It's just like it's just a fun place to be, and you go there and you see all these different people of different walks of lives, and they're like I even saw like a convenience store owner who's right by my spot, and like I seen him there, and he seen me, and he was like, because I see him all the time in convenience store, and he's just like, yeah, it was just funny because I was like, holy shit, like there was a lady crying when I left. I sw I put this on everything. A lady was crying. She was walking her way out, and she was crying. I don't know. If she gambled the rent gambled her mortgage but it's just a different life in there man and if you truly don't have the discipline you can really get caught up man you know what i'm saying so i'm just gonna chill because i i, I realize like it's a lifestyle like there's people in there like i'm seeing people old ladies women like black women all like women are coming right from work nurses are coming right from work in their scrubs and hitting the casino you know what i'm saying like it's 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 twenty four hours. It's it's a safe haven, and when you're when you're winning, it's just a different feeling, man. It's just a different feeling. But um, I don't even know. Like they placed this, they must have placed this guy beside me. You know what I mean? Strategically placed this guy beside this old guy with an English accent because he started giving. Like I was playing, and I I was doing good. I was winning, and he started giving me the fucking telling me how how much he won one time on this machine like it was crazy man it was really crazy because i could i could really see this guy has given his life to this place he was talking about going to casinos all over the world being in vegas um like i didn't even know in vegas they have if you go into vegas and you go to the airport they have vegas they have casinos in the airport like slot machines in the airport like numerous of them so it's like i get it man i get it man um there was a lady, a Trinidadian lady who was, I assume she was Trinidadian. She was brown and she had an accent. Let me not just, you know, but she, so she was there and she was playing this one game and it was funny because she, so she must've got up and came to the game beside me because she was tired of that game. And then a, a white guy, let me not say nigga, a white guy comes and he, he's playing this game. He plays like four games. He plays only like four times. He hits the jackpot for $1,200. The lady it's just, yo, she could, you know, I'm telling you that, you know when people say, like, you, she couldn't hide her, her hate and, like, and her, like, her, she was annoyed, pissed, all the words, because she just kept coming to the man and talking to the man, that was my machine, I was there first, I mean, you know, I warmed it up for you, like, she was trying to get a PC, like, a, a percentage of this, of this winnings, and the man was just being nice and polite, but he was just not, he was ignoring her completely, 
You know what I'm saying? And it, and that's exactly what it is. And then on my way out after losing, you hear these guys on a speaker announcing how somebody just won thirty thousand. You know what I'm saying? And then they should come come like everybody. They should come to the, the winner's circle. And I'm just like, yo, man, this 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 is a life, man. It would be a dream to own a casino. And I could see exactly why a nigga like Floyd Mayweather would be in that motherfucker. You have so much money to waste. But the moment you finally hit that jackpot, like he could, Floyd could really, he has enough money in there to, to fuck with the odds and say, all right, if I earn 100000 I could really hit the 500000 jackpot. He really could. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't have the odds to play, have the money to play like that. So it's for rich guys, you know what I'm saying? You really got to have that that bread to be in a casino, you know what I mean? But shout out, to, shout out to all the people in there. Yo, the ladies in there, I'm telling you, people are feeding their families off there. Some of, some of these hardworking women are coming to the casino after and doubling up, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, that that's what I did for Victoria's Day weekend. I didn't really do much watch basketball, you know? No, 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 let me not say that because all weekend I was bumping harder than ever, harder than, harder than ever. By little baby man, um, that's my dog for real, man. Little baby, I fuck with little baby man. Um, he really one of my. I think he's my favorite rapper out right now. Like, he really is my favorite rapper out right now. I might, I might, I might have to say that because little baby's doing for me what Kodak Black was doing for me back before Kodak Black. P- Painting pictures by Kodak Black is a good album, but, um. Lil Big Pac and and what's the one about penitentiary um institution Inst- institutionalized by by Kodak Black those are my favorites you know what I mean like anybody knows me I always say it I love pain in my music you know what I mean I love that turn up shit is cool don't get me wrong like I love to get you know what I mean but I can't ride around to that all day if I'm driving around or whatever I'm doing I need stories I need substance you gotta tell me something you know what I'm saying and Lil Baby's doing that man that 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 album Hard Never is is hard. It's harder than ever, you know what I'm saying? But it's not my fa- honestly. It, obviously, it's new. I can't say it's my favorite little baby project because too hard, too hard. It, I, I it's like I'm still bumping too hard, you know what I mean? And too hard is too hard is that man. Little baby knows what he's doing, man. Shout out to little baby, man, because man, you can just feel the pain in his music. And and I hate the comparisons right now. It's weird, you know what I mean? A lot of people right now. Trying to compare him and Gunna and say, "Yo, Lil Baby's cool, but Gunna's better." Like they always do this. You know what I mean? People always do that, especially with, like with JD Kiss's styles. Um, whenever you come out with somebody as your dog, they always just try to like, just try that little underrated thing. You know what I mean? And Gunna's dope. Gunna's flows are crazy. He's he's I think he's he's kind of like in that young thug lane that he's so melodical too. You know what I'm saying? He's like a, he he really fucks with the instruments, but. Little baby man, right now, little baby that nigga man. I can't, I can't tell you no lie. They say he's projected to sell seventy thousand. I think that's good. You know what I'm saying, I think that's good. He's um, the future's bright, man. It's only gonna go up from here, man. I don't know if he can ever come to Toronto, and I don't know what that environment would be like as far as how many niggas and guns would be in that building. But I, I'd, I'd want to go see a little baby show, man. I fuck with little baby. Um, that 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 album is hard for real. Um. It's leaked, uh, exotic, yo, money. And the thing is, I'm gonna keep it real. I've never listened to Money Bag Yo, but I've heard him on Too Hard and I heard him on this. And I went to go listen to Money Bag Yo. You know what I'm saying? I heard him from, heard him on Hard and Ever, and then I heard him on the other mixtape. And I was like, yo, this guy, this guy's dope. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Money Bag Yo too, man. But I definitely, I'm definitely bumping that little baby. Um, my favorite rapper out here from from Toronto dropped. A new song, his his album, his mixtape or slash album, Caviar Dreams. I don't know which if it's a mixtape or album. It's coming out in June. Northside Benji. So if you got if you got Apple Music or Spotify, y'all go look for it. Just Northside Benji intro. Man, pain, man. I don't know, man. Like when I say that, that's my favorite rap out here. Like that's my favorite rap. I'm actually excited to hear this album. This guy is 20 years old. His pen is pen is his pen is nice. His pen is nice. Like he doesn't waste a bar. Um, nah, man. You you can definitely fuck with Benji, man. So if you got Apple Music and Spotify right now, y'all go type in Northside Benji intro. You know I mean, the intro to his album Caviar Dreams. Y'all go listen to that. Um, there was I think yo know, the Meek Mill preview the snippet. It sounded like he was, it was on the um, Who Shot You beat. Or or what's beef? No, I think it was the what's beef. It sounded like a remake of the what's beef by Biggie, 
but he had a line saying like, "What's what's what's rap beef? I might just pop up in your city with Drizzy," you know what I mean? And that had the whole internet going crazy. Um, I think that's cool, man. Hip hop's past that, and seeing Meek and just Meek's just a mature individual right now. He's just in a good space. So it would be dope to see them link up. I feel like it would be kind of. It, we don't know if they're still. It, it will always be. It's gonna be awkward, you know what I mean. But they're men; they'll get over it. But it's, you know, there's always gonna be the fans in the comments. You're always gonna be reminded, you know what I mean. And whether you link up with, and then he's gonna link up with Nikki. There's always gonna be that little awkward vibe between them. But I think it'll be good for hip hop. Um, I don't, yo, I don't know what a track. Like it, it'll be a competitive track because. You know what I mean? The whole thing stemmed from he felt Drake didn't give him a good verse and Drake didn't write his shit. So it's like, it, it would be dope to see because they, they'll both bring it. You know what I mean? And I would love to see that. Um, On this podcast, I've never spoke about this little girl. You know what I mean? But I, I today I decided to speak about it because it's not this girl's fault. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about Lil Tay. Um, Lil Tay's the girl from Vancouver, Canada, who's being ex, who's been exposed for... You know, she was she was she became popular on Instagram. She's like a little Asian girl. I assume she's Asian, looks Asian, um, who was flexing on people, saying she had money, you know, she be in big cribs, you know, with big whips, Bentleys and all types of stuff. She was kicking like a Rolls Royce the other day. And, you know, there's a lot of rich kids out there, so people just assume she was one of one of those privileged rich kids who's flexing, you know, and she gained a lot of popularity. And, you know, she started saying things like nigga, you know, started like coming at people in the culture and just acting real wild, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, in, in in the social media era, we're in the era where, you know, that people like ratchetness and stuff, and this is funny, you know what I mean? It's entertaining. I didn't really, I never found this shit entertaining, I'm going to keep it real. But what's what's hilarious now is that, you know, after she got caught, basically her mother, her mother's a real estate agent, and what she was doing was using... The, the cribs that her mother was selling and people are, people are basically giving her mother as an agent to list and they would be in the crib flexing, using other people's cars, other people's rentals. So her mom lost her job, you know what I mean? And each day now footage is coming out and like clips are coming out of basically Lil Tay and her mom. Basically there's a clip right now I'm going to play of Lil Tay's mom and her brother. Her, Lil Tay's brother actually is like coaching her and telling her what to say, you know what I'm saying? And, like, she's just a kid. Like, so you can really see her. She's, like, even frustrated. She's like, okay. You know what I mean? So, and then she puts on her little act. It's it's kind of disgusting. You know what I mean? And they was exploiting her to that point where she's actually saying racist things and calling people nigga. And, you know what I mean? It's oh, I'm going to play the clip. Bro, wait. Go back. Go back and say, like, no, you, you, you broke, broke ass bitch. You still, you, you out here. You were out here like with your irrelevant ass. You you making a video on me, like bitch. I'm way more irrelevant than you. You're trying to be relevant and you're trying to be like me. Mommy, stop! I was filming. Lil Tay be popping on YouTube right now. Um, you need to be like more ignorant. You have to be like, ooh, Lil Tay, Lil Tay out here. What did he say again? You still irrelevant, like I said last time. What do I say? I'm a trend. I'm a trend maker, and you a trend follower. You a little. There's so many more clips like that, man, and it's disgusting because I would hate to. I would hate for other kids think they have to do this. You know what I mean? Like I have a niece. I have a nephew. I would hate to. I have cousins. You know what I mean? That are little. You know what I mean? You can be influenced. You know what I mean? And they could probably want to do this just to be on social media. You start acting out in school and get your ass bust by your mom. You know what I mean? And you don't know why because you're just trying to be like Lil Tay. So the fact that you're portraying this fake thing, you're not even really stupid rich. It's none of the stuff that you're 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 posing in. Is actually yours, and she's a kid, so I can't blame her because she doesn't know any better. Like that's a fact. She really does not know any better. But you hear her brother in the background. He, he got an accent. He can barely say this stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's like, be more ignorant. Like it's it's disgusting because it's like they're looking at it like, yeah, this is what they want. Like you know what I mean? This is what the urban culture wants. It's what hip hop wants. So I'm happy she got exposed, and I'm hope I'm hope her family like they should just take cover. You know what I mean? And and just. 
take take whatever's coming to them and just take cover because this is it's, it's disgusting when you see the girl like there's more clips of her and she really does not know what half these words mean and does not know how to say them she looks very uncomfortable you know what i'm saying so um hopefully the, the dad steps in i wonder where he's at but i'm hoping hip-hop can move past this man because um i can't remember what record label was offering this girl like two million dollars to get a deal you know, she was trying to be like the bad baby or Danielle Brigoli. You know what I mean? She's actually kind of on her way doing her thing. But Lil Tay was just, he's a little kid for real. A definition of a, a child, you know what I'm saying? Who should be in school, should be at, um playing with dolls or her friends and shit. You know what I mean? So I hope he can move past this in hip hop, man. This shit is this shit is corny. And I'm not even like, I'm, trying to, I'm not even trying to be them old niggas. But it's actually, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're a guy and your main source of, you know, um, news and shit is DJ academics, and you see this girl, it 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 does get annoying. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of DJ academics, um, everyday struggle is back. I'm probably the only person that's that knows that. You know what I mean? Uh, I just saw like a clip of him and Wayno, um, talking about the little Kim doing the Block Boy JB dance. Uh, I don't know how to feel about the show. Star resigned. Um. You know, it's never been the same since Button's gone. I don't know, because the, the, the dynamic between Wayno and um, Ack is kind of different, because Wayno's a cool dude, like, he's been in the game for a while, but Ack knows he's done more, Ack knows he's more relevant in the game than Wayno and more popping. So, like, when you, he'll try to sun Wayno in ways. Like, you hear, hear the way Ack talks, you're like, uh, you know what I mean? He'll just act like Wayno doesn't know what he's talking about, you know what I mean? And the whole, the only thing relevancy of that Wayno is people like try to tie Wayno to is having Davies. I I think he has done some things with his like um with his triangle offense. He's like he has a couple singers and a, a child artist, like a fifteen year old pop star. But, you know what I mean, he's not really Davies don't fuck with him no more. So it's one of those where people just try to clown him, you know what I mean? But I think Wayno's a cool dude. Uh, I heard his story a couple times and yeah, I fuck with him but yeah, so whenever I'm bored, I'll definitely tune into Everyday Struggle, but it, it definitely lost the juice for me. Just, yeah, Kendrick, man, Kendrick is always in, he's always in headlines for good things, but this one was a little funny. Um, He he was, I don't know where he was performing, but he was doing a show, and he decided to do the song, um, uh, the song Mad City, you know what I mean? Um, So, you know, Kendrick's, Kendrick's likes to interact with his fans, as, as great rappers should. And he brings this girl on stage to do the song, you know what I mean? But the only thing is, this girl is white, you know what I'm saying? And the song says the word nigga a lot. So I'm, I'm going to play the clip and see, and, and, and you just get a vibe of exactly what happened, you know what I mean? And I, I want to give my take on this. Are you ready? You ready? What's your name? Delaney. Make some noise for the lady right now. Yes, the lady, where we started at. She said, where we started at. I told you every time. Swear I got you. The rules and clips. Oh, I got along, they probably got me down by the end of the song Seems like the whole city go against me Every time I'm in the street, I hear Yacht, 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 yacht Men down, waiting for me shit was it was funny to me because he let her stay you know what i mean and try to do it again and she did it again but here's the thing and this is this is what this the nigga word the n-word is so 
I wish it was never invented. You know what I mean? I wish we didn't. I wish we never started using it. Like it's a part of my vocabulary that I can't drop. I know how to use it and when to use it. I'll never just be saying it when I'm talking to you know what I mean the doctor or the dentist or like I'm never gonna you know I know how to speak, but when I'm in a comfortable environment, I'm gonna say that word. It's cause it's just the it's cause of the movies, the music. It's just a lifestyle, and you know it's just an accessible word. And I definitely do feel that meaning of the word has been taken out, you know what I'm saying, and how we use it. But I do understand the root and what white people may see that word. Like white, when white people hear the word nigga, they, when they hear us talking about it too, like if they see me say, yo, that's my nigga right there, and they're not part of the culture or young or didn't grow up around the urban people, they won't, they will, they're going to become confused. Like, why is he saying that? You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to give that, that word more power but when it comes to hip-hop it's, it's it's a slippery slope because i know everybody that's not black is saying it when they're not around black people you know what i'm saying like when i was at the jay-z concert i i, I said it for the first time it was the first time I, I ever been to a concert and realized that yo because i went to j cole concert but like you know cole don't really be saying it but hove was using the word nigga crazy you know what i mean a lot especially in his, his old rhymes so I was seeing so many white people using the word, and I was like, what am I really going to do? Tap the shoulder and be like, yo, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It was like, it, they weren't being cold. They weren't trying to use it in the, in the wrong way. They were enjoying the song. And it's like, I don't even know how, how like, what, what I would say to a person. So it's like, it's a, it's a real slippery slope, man. And it, it, you also see it, like, I see it on social media a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't know how we, people get away from it on social media because, you know, we have so many warriors out here and keyboard cowboys that are always fighting for racial causes. I'll see a lot of girls, especially from Toronto, you know, girls that fuck with black guys, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll say, yo, I like my niggas like this and I like my niggas like that or my nigga can't come home and do that. Like, you'll see them say that and, like, black girls will be retweeting it too. So it's like you... you you accept it from the people you want to accept it from. You know what I mean? This girl clearly didn't feel a way. You know what I mean? I I would, I'm not white and I don't know what it feels like to be white, but I would assume if I'm getting on top of it, getting on that stage, I would know that I'm just going to bleep that part out. You know what I'm saying? That's how you can lose your job. You know what I mean? That's that's what's going on in the world today. You lose your job on some shit like that. Um, yeah, man. That's how I feel about it. Hip hop is really, hip hop's not just for black people. So I, I know for damn sure every race of people that I interact with are saying words, you know what I mean, like nigga when they listen to hip hop. So it's something that we just, I don't know, maybe in time we'll figure it out, but maybe hopefully the word will fade away. We just, you know, find another word because it, it, it makes everything controversial, you know what I mean? I'm sure this, she knew the words to the song. She's a fan of Kendrick, but it's just that nigga word, you know what I mean? And it's weird, man. It's really weird because then they, whenever rappers are having a show, it's never going to be all black people, you know what I mean? Especially if you're a successful rapper, you're going to have white people in there and they're going to say that word and you can't do nothing about it. They're fans of you when you put it out there. So it's it's a real slippery slope, man. So I really truly hope in the future this can be sorted out because it's always going to be it's always going to be a situation like that. And we, I don't really feel there's a word that we can use against other races to to real to even the odds, you know what I mean? So we just always going to have that nigga I mean, I don't think you can be like, yo, that's my honky right there. It don't work. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. So, shout out to Kendrick, man. And hopefully other people will be more respectful. If you're being on the stage, you can't use that word. If you're in your crib and you're around your homies and they don't mind, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? But to really be on the stage feeling yourself, saying it like three, four times, she might have had a couple of drinks. You know what I mean? So, we're going to let her live. And hopefully she learned her lesson. Um... Well, I wanted to talk about, it, but I, you know, I didn't do an episode last week, you know what I mean? So I apologize about that, but I'm tired of the fraud and the, 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 the it's, it's just, it's just unreal, man. I, I tried to buy tickets to Drake and the Three Amigos tour on two days, and the first day I got through, but when I actually got through, I was trying to pay, you know, they give you eight minutes to pay, and the website was just so fucked up that... As much as it was showing me the prices, I'm typing in the credit card number, and it's just not working. It's just not working. It's just not working. The next day, I didn't even get a chance. Like it, it it's it's ridiculous, man. Like it's ridiculous. I I don't know how people buy tickets. You gotta buy them at the crazy price, and and like I wanna go, 
You know what I mean? And 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 I'd hate to feel like I'm getting ripped off, man. So like that system's gotta be fixed. You know what I mean? I got the whole tickets, no problem. But when it comes to Drake shits, like it makes no fucking sense. And the moment you check back, niggas is reselling them for triple, twice the value. You know what I mean? So I hate that shit, man. Like it, that shit pisses me off. Um Drake's been out here promoting the album. He's been giving out jackets. You know, a lot of people have been wearing the Scorpion jacket. I've seen Rich Paul in the jacket. I've seen DJ Khaled. Uh, a couple other guys were rocking the Scorpion jacket. You know, album's coming soon. You know, um, and it, it's fucked up. You know, Drake gets a lot of press, man. And I, and I hate that in Toronto, whenever something bad happens, they always want to tie him into it. You know what I mean? Um, it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be Toronto if there wasn't a, a holiday, a long weekend, and it wasn't a shooting. But uh, there was a shooting outside on Young and Wellington outside, right by Drake's Pick 6 restaurant, Drake and Chubb's restaurant, Pick 6. Um, he had a private brunch that people were attending, and I don't know the specifics of, you know, I'm just reading by the article, and there was a, a, a man that walked, left, left his restaurant with a lady, and they were walking to their car, and in the alleyway, there was a car waiting for them. You know what I mean? And that car did a U-turn downtown, an illegal U-turn downtown. Two guys ju jumped out, started firing on the guy. You know, he tried to make a run for it, tried to run down an underground tunnel into the parking lot. And these guys followed him. They And then the article also says, like, the car, the getaway driver, you know, you're supposed to just be the getaway driver. He, he, he went in on the action and started, he went down to the ramp, too, and started shooting. You know what I mean? And... They reversed back up, and the guy died. They didn't say they didn't say what happened to the girl. You know what I mean? Hopefully, no stray bullets caught her or anything. But serious rest in peace to that guy, man. Um, yeah, man. You know this shit happened so much in in Toronto. So we just gotta be safe. You gotta know your surroundings. You know, you know what I mean. And if you're in the streets, you gotta know whatever. You gotta just you gotta know whatever you've done and whatever. If you know what I mean, some people don't deserve it. Some people. I don't think anybody should. I should say some people deserve death, but. You know what I mean? You should just know. You should just know who. You know what I mean? Who you offended, and just know what know what your status is. You know what I mean? With your, your relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because this shit, this shit is crazy. It was definitely targeted the way that the cops described the situation, man. And it's crazy. Cause I was talking to my boy about it, and you know what I mean? And he was like, "You you could never do this in Manhattan." You know what I'm saying? And it's true, cause downtown Toronto has that same Manhattan vibe, but on every corner. In Manhattan, they got cameras, you know what I mean? So they're going to catch ass. But, you know, they, they definitely had to figure things out with all the terroristic attacks in, in, in America and shit. But also in England, they had the CCT, CCT, CCTV where, like, when I remember there was a summer of so many stabbings in the UK and everybody was just getting caught, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, you got to really be masked up and really prepared to hide your face because there's cameras in every corner. And we there's numerous shootings. There's been numerous shootings downtown throughout the years, you know what I mean? So... I think that's something the city might look into because this is it's been going down downtown and you know what I mean? And all of this in the article they try to tie it back to Drake, you know what I'm saying? So obviously Drake he just had a, a function at his restaurant. He can't control the patrons and people outside of it, you know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to that to that brother, man, and condolences to his family and whether he has children, his friends, all his loved ones, man. I pray God consoles them, you know what I mean? It's, that's never an easy thing to, to, to get through. I'm even going to spend a lot of time on this, but, man, it was simply only on the topic of shootings. You know, there was another mass shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, in the United States of America. I think that was, like, the second one that week. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's just a sad thing, especially when it's children at, at, at schools. You know what I mean? So rest in peace to all those kids, man, and I pray for safe recoveries, but that shit, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it doesn't even shock me anymore, you know, before, when I used to read that shit, when I was a kid, when I was in high school, just growing up, I would be thinking about that all day, I can't even tell you a lie, I'm desensitized to that shit now, I seen that on Twitter, mass shootings, and I just, I saw it, and I'm like, damn, RIP, and kept scrolling, because it's such a frequent thing, you know what I'm saying, it's like, it's, it's actually getting out of hand in America, you can get a, I think they said that they're, for each week of school in America, there's been a shooting. You know what I mean? So if there's been 30-something weeks of school, there's been 30-something mass shootings. So it's it's something they got to figure out, you know what I mean? Because everybody wants to talk about these guns being for hunting and family traditions, man. But, man, guns kill people, you know what I mean? And you, you put guns in the wrong hands, somebody on a bad day, it's just, it's just never going to end well for you, you know what I'm saying? So 
I'm hoping America can figure that out, man. And rest in peace to those people. And I hope it doesn't reach the Canada. Or I just hope it stops, man. I hope everybody gets all the mental health, you know what I mean, help that they need. Because, you know what I mean, I can't, I can't tell what's going on in somebody else's head and how they feel depressed and bullied and all that. But it'll be a much harder thing if there was no guns, you know what I mean? If somebody's mental health comes with a knife or a bow and arrow, you, you, you have better chances of surviving, you know, you know what I mean? Um... That's that. So rest in peace to them. And speaking on the mental health and all that, man, uh, shout out to Netflix. You know what I mean? Y'all niggas know I, I I support Netflix. Netflix is, I mean, the bread and butter for me as far as entertainment. But I don't know, man. Netflix brought back the, the, the show 13 Reasons Why for those that watched it. You know, the, the high school girl who, who left 13 tapes for all the people that were bothering her and bullying her and, and left an impact on her life. Before she committed suicide, I don't know if I was happy about. I was happy when they brought it back, but after watching, I'm not finished yet. It's just kind of stupid, you know. what I mean, having the girl come back like she's basically dead and just keeps talking to Clay, you know. what I mean, and trying to make him like it's 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 getting annoying, you know. what I mean, I don't know if you can bring that show back. Um, also, it's like a lot of people are actually upset that if you watch the show now and you go back to season one before each episode, they're like for. For um, those with mental health issues, we have provided like uh, a whole bunch of information. Go go on thirteen reasons why org to find mental health in your area. And people are like, yo, like people. I get why they're doing that because they caught a lot of backlash. You know what I mean? But that is, it's actually annoying to see it in the beginning of the show. But it also people are saying that like, yo, like if you choose to watch it, you choose to watch it. Like you don't need to be doing this. You know what I mean? But it, it can also affect the script because if they feel so much. Backlash or talking about mental health and suicide, they may want to alternate the script to make it a, a lot more crowd friendly. You know what I mean? So that that could be also be something that's hurting the script because the show is not what it what it was, man. It's it's a little off right now. So just want to put that out there. Um, so all y'all that fucking with that, y'all y'all go check it out. Um, I want to get into some basketball because I, I I wanted to start this podcast and talk about how this might have been. I thought coming into this playoffs, it was going to be one of the greatest playoffs ever when you look at, at the competition and the teams and the way things looked. But it's been, I don't, I think Milwaukee and Philly went to a seven game series. And I, I don't know if anybody else went to a seven game series in this whole playoffs. You know what I mean? And it's been, it hasn't been that competitive. It's been blowouts by each team. Like, you know, the Raptors got swept, which is, which, which now I completely understand why Masai um, fired those guys. I mean, fired Dwayne Casey because you're looking at the Celtics compete with the Cavs right now with what they have and, and the players on the floor. It's 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 a mental. Th- I, I think the whole roster of the Raptors still got to get changed, but it's a mental thing, and it's probably a coaching thing. Um, Tyron Luke probably out coaches Dwayne, Dwayne Casey because when you're looking at how the the Celtics are blowing out. Cavs and how the Pacers gave them such a competitive series, and even the Pacers blew them out like thirty something points one game, and the Raptors could not get one win. You got to start looking within, man. You 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 can you can test it all to, you know, you could choke it all up to LeBron being the greatest player and and having to deal with LeBron. But these other guys out here competing. The Raptors had a full squad, a deep squad. You know what I mean? And their mental lapses, and they don't believe in. I don't know what psychological trauma PTSD as far as basketball LeBron has left on them. They just couldn't perform. And, and they must be sick watching these playoffs right now. Like Marcus Morris was taking shots at guys saying they can't defend LeBron. They must Raptors must be sick, man. And I feel they still need a lot more personnel changes. They need to shake up that roster. I'm glad Mike Bodenholzer went to the Milwaukee Bucks because I did not think that was the answer to 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 beating the Cavs. You know what I mean? The Hawks have never I've seen the Hawks have the best record in the league too, and the Cavs gave him the business. And that was with Kyrie there. So I, I don't know if they could help um the Raptors. But I just think that this playoffs, you know, I mean, it hasn't been as competitive as I, I assumed it would be until we got to these two series. And I'm enjoying the competitive basketball and, and like because you see something in one game and then the next game is just not there no more. You know what I mean? There's been a lot a lot of adjustments are being made. It's a real chess match out here. And I'm loving it. Um, as far as like the Western Conference, like I, I said on the last episode I did that I did not believe in the Rockets. I said that I wanted the Rockets to win because I felt that it would give LeBron a better chance in the finals and it would be a much more competitive finals than 
than the Warriors playing the Cavs. But the Rockets earned my fucking respect um, earlier tonight, man. They played the, the Warriors game to an oracle. Chris Paul earned my, like, he had my respect before. I always thought Chris Paul was a Hall of Fame and great player. But I've never seen Chris Paul be able to take over a game alone against, like, I've seen him do that against, like, regular teams. But against the Warriors, I gave, yo, Chris Paul showed up and showed out in the Oracle, man. His defense, his 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 timely buckets, man, like, hand in the face, Klay Thompson. Like, Chris Paul is short and small. He's making some big fucking shots, man. That 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 is a dog side of Chris Paul I've never seen, like, um... Regardless of how this series goes, if he continues to perform like that, and if they win or lose, I'm never going to talk about Chris Paul again. You'll never see me talk about him again because he's never been to Western Conference Finals before in his career. He finally got there, and he's showing he does not want to lose. Like He does not want to to, to go out without a fight, man, and I got to give my props to Chris Paul. I mean, CB3 is playing amazing. He was so aggressive last night. He, he, I mean, earlier in the night, he didn't have that many assists, but he was he shot like 50%. He had like four steals. He, the defense, man, yo, one thing I'm going to say, and this is the thing people have to acknowledge, like when everybody used to get at my boy Kyrie and get it, you know, compare him to Steph, Steph, Steph man, I, I, I love Steph, but Steph is a liability on defense, and let me not say liability, but he's the nigga that people single out and be like, yo, I'm going at this guy, Harden, Steph Curry, Eric Gordon, they're taking it to Steph Curry, Harden, Chris Paul, and Eric Gordon, they're taking it to Steph Curry, like, they're putting him on his heels and making him defend and make and and he can't stay in front of a guy. He gets crossed the fuck up as much as Steph will cross a nigga up. He gets crossed the fuck up. That don't happen to Kyrie. I know Kyrie's not playing, but I just have to put that out there because on the defensive end, Steph is is the weak link on on the Warriors. You know what I mean? And people go at him, and Chris Paul decides to go at him. You know what I mean? Chris Paul was on his ass. Um, the player that I thought that would that would make sure game um game four was out out the window. Was Kevin Durant? He he had a weird game. He had a really weird game. He was taking a lot of followers shots. A lot of a lot of his threes were hitting brick, hitting backboard. It was not a it was not a characteristic game of Kevin Durant. And I, I don't know, man. I just I'm really I'm really excited about this Western Conference Finals because I I'm not I'm gonna keep it real. I want the Warriors to be dismantled because it wasn't fun. You know what I mean? I didn't like it and. If I'm hoping maybe if the let's say the Rockets win, maybe Clay leaves and then it spirals a whole bunch of events and this dynasty is over because I was not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? It was not competitive at all. And I, I still think they're gonna win the series, but if the Rockets win this game coming up on game five, whoo, that is a serious um game change, momentum changer, because it it you could tell the Warriors weren't afraid of the Rockets. They didn't believe that they could beat them at home in their home floor. Like they have to take them serious now. They saw that, yo, these guys are serious. Like, they're a really good team, and they they brought it to them. That the game they played, it wasn't a blowout. It was a tough game. It was a possession by possession game, a real chess match, and the Rockets beat them. So there has to be doubt in the Warriors' mind right now. So the Warriors have to win Game Five. If they win, don't win Game Five, and the Rockets win it. The Rockets will be calm as hell going into Oracle. They don't mind losing. They they just want to get back to the Toyota Center and have a Game Seven at home. You know what I mean? So. That that yo, this is gonna be where where history is made and where people make their make their names in history. And you know, you etch your name. Like if Chris Paul and, and James Harden can get through this against these three headed this four, three headed monster, four headed monster, yo, like that that's done. Like, and I feel like Harden has even um, James Harden has even closed. You know, like last year, two years ago, you would see so many clips floating around on Twitter and Instagram of James Harden just like standing around doing jumping jacks, not really playing defense. And just looking like he's lost out there. That is not James Harden this year, man. He's closing out. He's playing the best defense he can. Like it's it's something to see, man. This this Rockets team is they're making me believers. Because when I look at them, I see Draymond on the Warriors. I see Andre Godal. I see David West. I see those those guys that, that are tough. You know, I mean? besides PJ Tucker, I don't really see some that people with that personality on the Rockets, but they have it. Chris Paul's that guy. He's definitely tough. He's not afraid of nobody, but because he's so little and you know he's a nice, he's a great guy. You don't look at him as a guy that's going to punch you in your face and somebody to be afraid of, you know? So I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving what I'm seeing from that Western Conference Finals, man. And Game 5 is going to be such a big game. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, tomorrow night is going to be the Cavs and the Celtics. 
this series is the real series that I was saying that it, it, there's just no balance on the scale. It's like whether when the Celtics are home, they're, they're kicking ass. You know what I mean? They're beating, they're beating ass. They're blowing the Cavs out. The Cavs look like bums. And then when the Cavs get home, Cavs out here looking like Kyle Korver, man, he's earned my respect. I, I I know he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, but he's earned my respect because he can he plays defense. He's tough. Like he's just yo, know, I rate that guy still. I love his demeanor out there, man. He's confident. He's actually somebody LeBron can count on. And LeBron's one of those guys. You you could tell. Like LeBron is a basketball savant. He's gonna look at the game and understand who's out there. He's gonna be like, yo, Kyle Korver is 37 years old. He's he's not that athletic, but he's making, he's trying his best. And you know, all LeBron really, really wants is effort and preparation. You know what I mean? So I, I'm sure Kyle Korver is definitely gonna be with LeBron wherever he goes next year. But this game in Boston is going to be a must win. I'm picking the Cavs to win it, to be honest. I feel like the spirit, like the Celtics, when they were when they were beating up on the Cavs and they went up 2-0, they were talking that shit like Marcus Morris. Like they were feeling, you could tell they were they were a lot more confident than they should be without Kyrie Irving. Like they were really forgetting who's on the other side of the court and forgetting what LeBron James can do. And even Kevin Love and J.R. Smith, like end of the day, the guys you guys have are young guys who haven't proven themselves in they still have a lot to learn, you know what I mean? So, like, they were real confident. But when you saw how they were getting the asses beat in Cleveland, when you look at the bench, they didn't look – those face, those looks were gone. All the looks of, like, being, yeah, we got the series is gone. I don't believe they're going to win game five. I think I think LeBron, Kevin Love, everybody's going to step up. JR is going to have a great game. And game six, they're going to close it out. And LeBron's going to be in the finals once again. You know what I mean? So, I think that's my prediction for tonight. I – I think I think Celtics lost all their momentum, you know what I mean? And they don't have they don't have Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving was here, it's a different story. It's a different story. I'd be saying something different, but they don't have him. You know what I mean? And I, we have to give props to Tristan Thompson. Yo, he was a nobody. He didn't play at all really in the Indiana series. Come Toronto series, yo, he shows his he shows his worth. And in this series, he's shown his worth. Every time Al Horford comes Al Horford comes into the game, Tristan Thompson comes into the game. Like Every time when Al Horford goes on the bench, Tristan Thompson's on the bench. He's doing a good number on, on Al Horford, you know what I mean, what Kevin Love can't do. Because every time Kevin Love gets Al Horford, it's it's easy buckets, you know what I mean? So Tristan's showing his worth, man. It's it's like it's a real funny situation because you look at this Cavs team and you're like, man, give them another star, you know what I mean, a Kyrie Irving, a Damian Lillard, and just a, another decent enough player, just another decent enough player who, who like a 3 and D guy or... A great, a great defensive guy, a blocking guy, or something like that, and they'd be a really good team with LeBron still playing at his peak level. But I'm sure the lack of consistency is probably what's going to keep make LeBron leave. You know what I mean? Rodney Hood, who I vouch for, has not played since Game Two. He's not seen a minute on the court. Like I don't know what's going on in Cleveland over there. But I, I truly believe this game tonight is going to be the last time the Celtics play on their home their home court until next season because. The the king snatched the hearts out of these niggas, man, and and I don't know, man. I I just want to LeBron's something different, man. Like when you watch LeBron in those press conferences, talking about the game, talking about plays, they're like, "Yo, LeBron, what happened on that play?" He'll say, "Well, the ball was inbounded. Jr. took twenty seven steps until you got half court. He passed it to me. I dribbled thirteen times. Um, I made a pass that was six feet in the air to Kevin Love. He did. It. He backed him down. Went left, faked right. Like the man has a mind." that is telegraphic he's seeing everything that just happened on the court like he can you can tell him plays you can tell him what other players were doing on the court and he can tell you man he's a fucking genius bro i think lebron would be such a great coach i don't know if he'd ever coach but like yo as a basketball mind yo it's, it's actually very interesting to watch this guy talk about basketball man and i think he's seen something in the boston celtics like I think he, yo, the last two games he's been shooting like sixty something percent. Like this guy is, we gotta give, we gotta give it up to him, man. Um, yeah, and, and and this it all sparked a whole debate between, you know, I don't know. Look, I'm gonna say this. I've I've re, I don't like Michael Jordan at all. I've sparked. I've I've noticed this three four years ago. I don't remember when it was. Um, but I think when LeBron was in Miami, or maybe it's when they won against the Warriors, and Scottie Pippen said he was the greatest ever, and then he he recanted those statements. Now it's coming up again where they're, they're comparing LeBron and, and Jordan. And basically, 
Scottie Pippen had some comments, and he was like, you can't compare them because Michael's asked to do less. LeBron's asked to do more. Um, Wilt Chamberlain's the greatest player ever. And it's just like, my nigga, like, I don't even like Jordan, but you got six rings with this nigga. You know what I mean? And you're talking about do less and all that. It's like, you played in this era, the era that I think everybody was bumps. You know what I mean? The era that I think that you had two good players on a team and everybody else was just there for, for muscle. You know what I mean? To punch a nigga in the face and elbow a nigga. But it's like, I don't know how, if somebody, if I won six titles with a nigga and, and um, I made millions and, you know what I mean, with this guy, like he helped me get a good contract. He taught me about the game. You know what I mean? I would just be indebted to him or... I would never be that disrespectful. You still feel LeBron's better. You you just say it in a way, but it's just it just seems like he's really always trying to take a shot at Michael. You know what I mean? And and it's probably their relationship isn't as what we think it is. You know what I mean? Because I always remember that story about Scottie Pippen almost going broke because he bought like a private jet, like a thirty-seven million dollar private jet or something like that. And basically, the jet was like a a refurbished, like a refurbished jet. It had mad problems. And I guess he didn't, I guess my, he, he, he was mad at Michael for not showing him the proper um, channels to get to, to purchase a jet or how to go about it. You know what I mean? And he felt like Michael, Michael, Michael didn't look out for him. So if this is what it's about, then I hear you, Scotty. But now you come with this Will Chamberlain shit. Nobody even says what's well, the greatest player ever. You could even say Kareem. Like, I don't know, man. He hates his boy. You know what I mean? But I'm, I just want to. I, I just want to acknowledge and appreciate LeBron James. I'm gonna try my best to appreciate him as long as he's here until he's gone. Because we're literally seeing some, something special and different, man. Like at, at his age, what he's doing and how efficient he's being, and it's crazy. I, I, I'm I'm basically guarantee, guaranteeing a game five win from from the Cavs, man. Because I, I'm not doubting that guy. Once LeBron's figured something out, like he's gonna exploit it. Every time, you know what I'm saying? Like, he kept doing that post-up on Trevor, Terry Rozier. They don't want to double. They don't want to switch on LeBron. He's just going to get the pick and go and take advantage of your little guy. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, he's, he's special, man. He's great. He's amazing. So, shout out to LeBron. Shout out to, shout out to the NBA, man. This is always a sad time because, you know, basketball's ending. Like, the games is one game a day, and then it's just start to just get even less, and then you're just going to be over. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm just getting ready for the World Cup, man. Like, that is an event I've grown up on. I've never missed. I've never. I don't even think I've missed a game, besides if two teams are playing at the same time. You know what I'm saying. So I'm gearing up for that. Um, hopefully one day Canada will be able to do something in the World Cup. You know what I mean, as we've seen America do. But yeah, um, I'm gonna get up out of here. Before I get up out of here, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all one more time, man. Go, go fuck with that new Northside Benji, man. Um, that shit is hard, man. It's called Intro. You know what I mean? If you haven't listened to any Northside Benji at all, go fuck with that. Nav's album just dropped. I didn't get a full chance to listen to it yet, but I'm definitely going to take that in. Um, Yeah, so y'all, man, support whatever's coming out from Canada, man. We we, we got next. That's, that's a guarantee. We got next, man. And if anybody's selling them Drake tickets, man, for a decent price, or you you know somebody who knows how to get them, how to get them, you know what I'm saying? Holla at your boy. Um. Shout out to my boy Swan, man. We see you, man. I know you're coming back with 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 the right results. You already know, bro. Um, shout out to everybody listening, man. Y'all stay safe. You know what I mean? Show love to those that love you, man. And um, like I always say, live for you and keep God first. It's your boy East. It's too real the podcast. Peace. <laughs>